Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. But I took what they offered and I doubled that for the offering that I was going to make. So, for example, if they're offering one bunny scratcher, okay, I'm giving two bunny scratchers to people that buy. Your attention, please, please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates and I will be your host and this is the show where we discuss how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. As a matter of fact, my girlfriend is waiting for me so I'm going to get through this as quickly as I can and then we're going to go grab some wine and some kebabs and we will be making money while we eat and drink. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So today I wanna talk about a product that I've talked about in the past, something that I carry that is my lowest selling product, uh, at least out of the successful products. And it's that really weird product that I talked about in uh, some of my previous episodes. Without saying what it is, let's just call it or assume it is a uh, something really weird. How about a pet rabbit scratcher? Now, if there's such a product, my mind is blown because so, I'm using, I'm just making this up, but let's just assume we're talking about pet rabbit scratchers. Now, the product, I'm just going to give you the results now, and then I'm going to tell you how I got there because I think it's got some important lessons to be learned. So as of right now, the product generates about 37 sales per week. That's what it did last week, and it's actually growing. It keeps getting bigger every single week. The profit on that product uh, for that week was $370. So that comes out to $1,591 per month in profit, okay? This is after I pay my Amazon fees, my shipping fees, my supplier fees, $1,591 that goes into my bank account, guys. This is for this really weird product. And again, it's growing. Now, the advertising spend on this is about, it's it's pretty, pretty high. It's $3 per day <laughs> three dollars per day that's it and i wish it could go higher but you know it's it's tough my a cost right the cost of actually advertising for the entire last month was 4.7 percent so it's really good really low uh, the majority of the sales now are coming in organically so the amazon fees okay that's the fba and the referral fees are under five dollars now the product itself, uh, by the way, I generate roughly uh, between nine and ten dollars profit per unit, so it's it's pretty solid. So how did I get here? All right, so I have one competitor, one. That's it. This niche doesn't have room for more than one person, so I have to push this guy out. I know it sounds nasty, but it's there's only room for one of us, you know. And I just have that one competitor, so he's got to go. So I, I took what they offered, this product, right? I did the research and everything and I found, uh, found something that was similar. I thought maybe even better, but I took what they offered and I doubled that for the offering that I was gonna make. So for example, if they're offering one bunny scratcher, okay, I'm giving two bunny scratchers to people that buy. And instead of, the, instead of charging them $19, 
like my competitor does for one of their bunny scratchers, I'm selling two of my bunny scratchers as a pack for $17.95. Okay, so I'm cheaper than they are and I give twice as much value in terms of they get two products instead of one. So I wanted to provide crazy value for anybody that was looking for this product. And that's, that's tough because not many people are looking for this product. Wooden bunny uh, scratchers or pet rabbit. What did I call it? Pet rabbit scratcher? I don't know. So anyways, I wanted to provide crazy value. And I did all of the things that I talk about in my earlier podcast to get the listing set up real nicely, right? To get it online, to get the titles and bullet points and everything else set up the way it should be. Now, I only got one review, just one, that's it. One review before I actually started launching my pay-per-click and trying to actually build this thing up, okay? I only got one review because it's such a weird niche and I was actually embarrassed to ask anybody to review it. So this whole process just started with one review. And to put things into perspective, my competitor had over 21 reviews uh, when I started this. So everything's up, everything's running. I've got my lovely wooden bunny scratcher online and I start up my pay-per-click on Amazon and I run it for a week. And I'm busy running my other products and getting things going, so I don't pay too much attention to it because it's, honestly, it's not generating any kind of uh, serious sales, so it's out of sight, out of mind kind of a deal. So I was spending less than $10 per day on pay-per-click and almost no sales were coming in. Maybe one sale every day, okay? And that was spread out over the whole campaign. So after a week, I let it run for, I let the pay-per-click run for about a week. I decided to spend a little time and look into the product. And it almost, honestly, guys, it didn't deserve my time because it was, such a, uh, I guess like a crappy performing product, right? I mean, one sale per day. I just didn't feel like I had the time to devote to actually going in and messing with it. I was like, ah, you know what? It's going to be a failed product. It happens. Move on. But I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I did actually spend a lot of time initially researching the product, looking at my competition or <laughs> my one competitor, um, sourcing the product, testing that product when I got the samples and so on, right? So I had some time invested in it. So I thought I might you know, I at least owed it a little bit of time to to go in and see what I saw, at least in the pay-per-click and see if there was anything I could do. So I review my pay-per-click search term uh, report, the one that uh, you can go on Amazon, you can set to automatically produce a report for you daily if you'd like, or I just manually go in and, and get the report. And I noticed that only a few select keywords were actually converting out of all the, all the clicks that were coming in, only a very, very few number of, of keywords were comparing, compare, uh, converting, but the rest of them just weren't doing anything. They were generating clicks, but not converting at all. In fact, I would say probably the majority of the clicks were going to just a couple keyword phrases. And I think that people were accidentally clicking those. I think they were probably looking for like, let's, let's just assume like a rabbit foot, a lucky rabbit foot. Um, and they were clicking into this rabbit scratcher product. So there was just no conversion at all on those. Now, upon closer inspection, there were a couple keyword phrases, like I mentioned, that had sales, not a lot. We were talking about, again, one sale per day, and that was over the entire campaign, okay? But I started noticing something. I'm like, hmm, the ones that did have sales, they all had a theme. What do I mean by that? Well, imagine for a minute that a specific customer search term, something that somebody's looking for on this product was rabbit scratcher, okay? That's what we talked about. All right, now the term that I saw a few impressions for that were actually converting 
had size variations in the search term. So what I mean by that, for example, is that instead of just rabbit scratcher, I would see a search for large rabbit scratcher or medium rabbit scratcher, small rabbit scratcher, right? Big rabbit scratcher, different variations of, of sizes within uh, or, or before the term rabbit scratcher. You get the point. And I know I'm, I'm jumping back and forth between bunny scratcher and rabbit scratcher. Just forgive me. But big scratcher, a big scratcher, big bunny scratcher, medium bunny scratcher, small bunny scratcher. Guess what I did? Well, I did what I hope you guys would do. I went back to my product listing and I edited that listing. I made sure that I added all of those size keywords to my bullet points. Okay? I wanted to make sure they're in there. So, for example, I might add something like this to my one of my bullet points. I would say, this product is perfect for large, medium, and small rabbits or bunnies, whatever, whatever it is that the term you're, you're going for, right? But I made sure that I said, this product is perfect for large, medium, and small rabbits. That's it. Bam. Done. All three size keywords are now in my bullet points. If I wanted to add stuff like, um, instead of large, I want to put big or I want extra, I would, I would add those. Okay, so I'd make sure that those things were added into the bullet points because the bullet points, as we all know, actually rank. They get indexed. Amazon will show your your product when someone does a search for those. Does that make sense? I hope it's all like clicking right now. So I wanted to increase the amount of searches or not searches, the, the amount of times my product actually comes up when someone searched for that kind of stuff. But it wasn't showing up before because I didn't have those terms in my in my listing anywhere. So now I've added them and I've added them in a really important place. I've added them to the bullet points. Okay. Now, what do I do next? I move all of these sized specific search terms. Okay. Big, again, we're talking about big rabbit scratcher and, or big bunny scratcher and small bunny scratcher. I take all of these and I move them into an exact match manual campaign. Okay. And if you're not familiar with manual campaigns, there's the automatic campaigns, uh, pay-per-click campaigns that make it very easy to get started. And then you have your manual campaigns, right? So you have exact match, phrase match, and then broad match. An exact match, what that means is that somebody has to type in exactly in the same order the word or phrase that you have in there. So if I have, if, if my exact match is large bunny scratcher and someone were to go to Amazon and type in bunny scratcher large, that's not an exact match. They didn't type it in exactly how I have it. And yes, guys, I know that I've said it before. If you've listened to my podcast, you're, you're probably saying, Manny, you always say you don't do uh, manual campaigns. And I get it. I'm starting to see the light. I'm doing it more and more, right? I do it occasionally, but I'm doing it more and more as I go. I'm seeing the advantages. And as I free up some time, as I'm able to delegate some of my tasks, it gives me a little bit more, more time. And actually, it's, it's kind of fun to go in and see how I can tweak things and, and try to improve things. But um, before, when I first started out, yeah, no, I just didn't, I didn't have the time. I would just remove stuff by putting them into negative keywords. But anyways, I'm getting off subject here. What do I do after this? I, I put them into the exact match manual campaign and I remove them from the auto match. Or not the auto match, the automatic campaign. I just add them as a, a negative for the automatic and that way they don't show up. Now, I place my pay-per-click bid at $5 crazy right five dollars but don't worry about it that doesn't mean i'm going to be paying five dollars per click i just wanted to see if i could drive more traffic i was going to keep an eye on it for the first hour and see what would happen and honestly not much happened okay there's just not there's not enough 
people searching for bunny scratchers of any size. So I didn't get a ton of traffic. And even with a $5 bid, since nobody else is actually bidding on this exact search term, my actual cost per click was cheap. Not even close to $5. Curious what it is or what it was? It's still pretty close to that. It was eight cents each. That's what I was paying. Even with a $5 click or, or bid, so it's eight cents. So it's nothing, right? I can get a lot of clicks. Unfortunately, there's just not a lot of clicks to be had. So before I was getting almost no clicks on my main search term with the size in front of it, like we just discussed. Okay, but now I was actually getting a handful of clicks each day. Just a handful, not a lot. The next day though, it was even more. And eventually I had a couple handful of clicks every day. So my sales started to go up, obviously, because I'm getting, I'm getting more clicks. I was getting one sale per day, then it doubled. I mean, how, often, how awesome is that, right? Your sales double. Yeah, they doubled to two sales per day. And eventually, after um, a little bit of time, it got to about six sales per day. And that's as high as I've been able to get it um, without actually obsessing over the process and trying to squeeze out another, another two sales a day, maybe. I, I guess if I put enough time into it, but... Now that, that would take up too much time and I'm just not gonna be doing that for now. So at this point, I think my one competitor took notice. They probably saw something was going on, right? They're like, wow, I'm, I'm, I've lost half my sales or whatever. However, I don't know how many sales they were generating, but I, I know the estimated sales based on the tools that we have, but I, we were taking a good, a good amount of their, tool, or their sales. What do they do? They lower their price and they lower it by about $4, okay? So they go from essentially $19.99 to $15.99, okay? I know, right? The nerve, these guys. So they underpriced me by about $2, okay? $15.99, I was up there a couple dollars higher. Fine, whatever, it happens. So what do I do? I drop my price. They're at $15.99, all right, I'm gonna drop $2 below them. I go to $13.95. And I can still make about $10 per unit at this price point. It's crazy, right? I mean, it's, it's nuts because the cost for actually making this product, getting it out to Amazon and having them fulfill it for me is super cheap. It's just such a small, cheap product. So anyways, about $10 per unit, even at this price. So they have the choice now. They can try to match me or they're just gonna move on and, and um, they don't, they don't match me. They can, I don't think. I don't think they, they can because I don't think they're sourcing it anywhere close to the point or the price point that I'm sourcing it. I think that I'm, I'm sourcing the product twice as many Remember, my, my product offering gives uh, twice the value of theirs, two bunny scratches versus one of theirs. And I bet you I'm doing it for less than they're paying for their one. So here's the thing. This weird little product generates over $2,200 in sales each month. And then after expenses, after all the expenses we talked about, it's $1,591 in my bank account every month. That's after paying Amazon, the supplier, UPS, the whole nine yards, right? Uh, to get it shipped out here, everything, $1,591 in my bank account for a product that by, even by my standards in terms of like, look for products that have, you know, this number of reviews or less than these number of reviews and at least this amount of sales, um, it wouldn't qualify because the, the number of sales just wasn't there. This was an experiment. I mentioned this back in one of my earlier podcasts. It was clearly an experiment to see what would happen if I can get into a super, super niched, um, niche, a niched niche, um, but get into something that's just really weird, super low volume and see if I can dominate. And that's what happened. So it's my easiest product to source by far. Okay. I ship them all by express air. I don't deal with 
boat or sea shipping at all because I can fit hundreds of them honestly in a in a single box. They're super light, they're super small, they're the least expensive item to source and ship. So I have enough inventory right now at Amazon to last me many months. So it's one of those set and forget type of products, right? So yeah, I have one competitor, probably not for long, I'm not sure, but they, uh, they do a crappy job at pretty much everything. Their images don't look so good. Their listing is not optimized. I mean, I honestly, I took over this niche in just a couple months and it was super cheap to get into, right? I just had to do a little bit of digging with the research to actually find this product. And I think the lesson here is that, you know, you guys could do the same thing. If, if you haven't taken a step, you haven't put your foot in yet to actually get started because you're not sure what you need. I'm here to say that you can find these little gold mines, these little nuggets everywhere, right? Oh, and guess what, guys? Um, as of right now, the product only has five reviews. That's it. It's been running for, you know, what, for a couple of months now. And um, outside of the one review that I got initially, four of them are organic, right? So that's it. I got four. And I run all of these customers through uh, this really incredible email funnel system that converts like crazy on all my, my other products, all right? It gets them to leave reviews. But this product, man, it's so freaking weird that people just don't want to review it. They don't want their name on it. That's why I only have uh, four new organic reviews on it. But as I was saying, there's thousands of products like this. You know, there's weird little niches, weird products, probably more than thousands. There's, there's gotta be, there's so many. And you just need to do good research and then you need to use good marketing on your product. You know, um, on the listing, the promotions, you gotta be smart about it, you gotta do, Oftentimes, the opposite of what people teach you to do, but you got to put a little bit of little bit of effort into it, and yeah, you can make anything work. I think so. That's kind of it, guys. I wanted to tell that story. If you have questions about it, I might you know I jumped around a little bit. I might have missed something or skipped something. Let me know. You know, go to uh, ampmpodcast.com and leave me a message there. You can either write it out or leave it on the voicemail. Uh, you can also go to our uh, Facebook group, the High Rollers AMPM podcast uh, Facebook group. If you go to ampmpodcast.com, they link to the Facebook group is uh, on the right side. And yeah, leave me any questions you might have. It's, it's really cool. Um, I'm probably going to try another one of these small, weird little niches uh, later on this year when I have a little bit more time. I think it's fun. And uh, I'll talk about that. So just wanted to give you an update. It's pretty cool. It's at six sales roughly per day now. I bet you as it grows organically, which is what it's doing now, um, it'll probably get up to maybe hopefully about nine or 10 sales per day. And that'll put my revenue earnings on this product at over $2,000 net per month. So that'll be awesome. All right, guys, that's all I've got. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I will talk to you guys next time. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.